0: Hello, my name is Aisha McGowan, also known as a Quick Brown Fox. Welcome to Quick Brown Foxes. As always, I would like to thank my supporters, Cannondale, ASOS, SRAM, Lake, Scratch Labs, and Carmichael Training Systems. And, of course, all of my patrons on Patreon. If you would like to be one of them, you can find me at patreon.com slash a quick brown fox. Today, we're going to meet Yuande Adesita. She is a rower turned track cyclist who lives in London.
1: My name's Yuande. I'm from London and my family's from Nigeria. How
0: did you get into bikes?
1: How did I get into bikes? Um, so I was actually thinking about this um, the other day. I got into bikes whilst I was rowing. I So with rowing, you kind of have like a pre-season training camp. Um, and one oh. year our boat club was being refurbished, so we couldn't have that. So like we'll organize a cycling trip instead.
0: How like, old were you? Uh,
1: this was four years ago, so 20. Is that the um, first
0: time you ever rode a bike?
1: Well, I rode a bike when I was a kid, but like, I don't really remember that. Yeah, before I was 10 and then didn't have a bike after that. Didn't touch a bike until, yeah, this cycling trip Um, and didn't even own a bike. So I had to go and buy one. Um, Specifically for this trip? Specifically for this trip. Okay. So this was probably like two months before. So you've, um, you've been
0: rowing pretty much your whole life, or was that like a high school-college thing, or...? Uh, so I've
1: been rowing since I was 16, so that okay. four years.
0: Okay, since the most I know about rowing is that it's people racing in a boat, I'm going to go ahead and read you the Wikipedia definition, the ever-reliable source. Rowing, often referred to as crew in the United States, is a sport whose origins reach back to the ancient Egyptian times. It involves propelling a boat, called a racing shell, on water using oars. The sport can either be recreational, for enjoyment or fitness, or competitive, when athletes race against each other in boats. Hey, who knew? Not me. Not me.
1: Yeah, cycling's like quite good cross-training, but I'd only have a been on the watt bike, not on an actual bike outside. So yeah, this was completely new for me. Cool. Is it really common for I don't
0: know anything about rowing, but I'm assuming it's common for rowers to use watt bikes, like just training bikes? Like indoor. It's just to build like muscle and power, like an exercise bike, right?
1: Um, so when I was rowing, it was more of like if you were injured and you couldn't row, you'd sit on the watt bike. Oh no, no that's so negative. <laughs> <laughs> um, doing sessions on watt bike was horrible. It yeah, was that,
0: horrible. that's not a not a great bike experience. <laughs> um, yeah, like, watt bikes are completely functional. I I don't know if I'd ever say they were fun.
1: Or if like people were trying to get out of stuff, then they'd go right. like instead. But I felt like that was harder, so I didn't really see why they would do that. Um, right. Gotcha. Yeah, it was more of a, like,
0: injury thing. Jeez. Okay, so um, your rowing teams organized this bike trip because you guys couldn't row in the, at the time.
1: Yeah, so it was in south of France where there's lots of climbing. Um, <laughs> yeah, before this trip, I was like, okay, I need to actually ride this bike that I bought and use cleats because I'd never used cleats before. Um, just jumped right on in there yeah (laughs) looking back on it I'm like why did I do that to myself um so so I went to Richmond Park yeah so that's uh southwest London um they've got like a 11k loop with some a little bit of climbing and like it's open to cars as well but there are loads of cyclists like it's really popular okay Um, did some laps probably fell off like once (laughs) <laughs> did she fall fun. off because of the shoes because of the cleats yeah or, yeah um and then the rowing club organized another trip to richmond Park. So i was like okay i'll go on this one um because i need more practice um wait so how much time did
0: you have between the organization of the trip to the trip itself and like buying a bike to
1: getting used to it to go into the south of france like
0: what is this timeline?
1: Had, yeah, probably two or three months, like quite a quick time over. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay.
0: So not a whole <laughs> lot of preparation. No. Maybe just enough? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, I guess I didn't really know what I was expecting. So I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do this. Um, and like I knew other people that were going, so that would like, be fun. On the second trip between where we met and Richmond Park, which was probably like a 10-minute cycle, I managed to fall off because I didn't uncliff at traffic lights, <laughs> as people do. Made it to the park, we started cycling around, I then got dropped because I wasn't very fast. Um, and then whilst I was cycling around by myself, saw someone else had fallen off on the other side of the road. So I like turned around to be like, are you okay? And they're like, yeah, I'm fine. And then oh, I fell off no. my bike. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everyone's- all over the place did they I just get cleats there, too um it gets worse oh, oh
0: no
1: oh no <laughs> um so i ended up breaking <gasps> what i later found out was like the rear mech hanger um so not the derailleur but the mech hanger okay um, but the bike mech. not you you didn't break you that's fine okay um but then it meant I couldn't ride the bike. Right. So then those were the only two trip trips I had before I went on the cycling trip because oh, this no. was like a week before, and I then had to get my bike fixed. All right. Okay. Then- so
0: so we're setting ourselves up for success here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Ended up in the south of France. We were told the first day we did this climb, it was like five five or six percent. Um and then about 3k from the top it started to pour with rain.
0: Oh of course it did! (laughs) This is the first
1: day! This is the first day.
0: Oh fun! (laughs) What a good time! Um,
1: (laughs) So yeah, I was told to just turn around and do the descent.
0: Um, I'm just really
1: curious to see how you got from like what we're hearing now to
0: what I know you're doing today. (laughs) This does not sound like a great
1: introduction.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you had the hardest time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't know how I got from there to here. To be honest, <laughs> um, yeah, ended up sitting in a restaurant drinking like hot chocolate because I was freezing. Um, but yeah, somehow made it through the rest of this trip, and it didn't rain after that. It was just this. How Thursday. many days was it? Um probably about nine days oh my goodness like. how many how many I guess kilometers did you guys ride uh I think my biggest day was 90 or 100k because it was like the transfer day so we cycled from like one place where we were staying to the other place oh um goodness. and then our stuff that was is great. a
0: huge like for only two training rides and, like, <laughs> just getting a new bike, just learning how to clip in, like,
1: that is a lot.
0: A nine-day cycle trip with, like, n- very little preference. I am utterly impressed. Good yeah. of you for, like, sticking it out.
1: Goodness. just Just about. Like, I didn't do as much as some of the other people, but, I mean, it was enough for me. Okay, so you did this
0: nine-day cycle trip. It rained the first day, but you stuck it out. You guys got through it. And then you were like, bikes are great. I'm going to do this forever. Like what
1: happened next? Um, I spent two more years rowing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did some commuting on this bike that I had. Um, So yeah, it was a, it was a road bike. um, And I still have this bike. I refuse to give it up. Um, And then when I was graduating, um, this was two years ago now, like, Really want to carry on rowing. Um I need to find something to do next. Okay. I knew I still wanted to be active and not get really fat because I like food. Um why did you decide to not you just didn't want to row anymore or what was the what was the factor that led to um it seemed like a good point to like stop, like I wasn't really enjoying it and also because I was graduating, I knew I wouldn't be able to row where I was rowing before. Um, because I was running for my uni and so it just seemed like a good time to start something new okay then I was yeah trying to figure out what Um, lots of people have said like go do weightlifting or go do track cycling or so I spent the summer lifting weights because like oh yeah I really like weightlifting um, and then realized that I would only be able to do weightlifting and I wouldn't enjoy that um so then, kind of started exploring the track cycling route. Okay. Uh, finally, got on the track um, in Stratford, so the indoor one. Um, Is that the big it? Olympic
0: one?
1: Yeah, that's the Olympic one. Ew, what a treat! Um, I've only
0: I've walked inside. I've never ridden on the track, but I went to go look at it so one day.
1: Good. Beautiful. <laughs> so it's like. You have to do a four-stage accreditation process. Um, but you can also do a taster session. But the stingy person in me was like, I'm not going to pay for a, st- a taster session that's the same price as stage one. So I'm just going to go and do stage one, having never ridden on a track and never ridden a fixed gear bike.
0: <laughs> I mean, you've proven that preparation's not always the most necessary thing. So let's just, go- yeah,
1: okay. Why not? (laughs) I passed, so it was fine. Like it paid off. Um, And, yeah, I was really sorry to, like, get back on track. I think just because I was supposed to be doing it with a friend and then they went and did, like, the next stages without me. And I was like, oh, I'm too scared to do this by myself. So it didn't go on the track again for, like, maybe two months. But I was like, no, I really want to do this. Um, Did, like... Some uh, skills sessions, did the second stage, failed, and was like, okay, hey, I really need to get more track time. Did it again, passed. Um, and then I think this was around the time I joined Velocity Posse. Um, What's Velocity Posse? Uh, so, <laughs> Velocity Posse is a um, women's only cycling club that's based in East London, although I'm not in East London, but the majority of the club is based in East London okay um, and yeah it's been really good for encouraging women to get into cycling and racing. Um, did you find them or did they find you? They found me um, at <laughs> so the track um, and then someone called Ava um, came up to me and was like oh you look like a really good fit for the club like why don't you join us, and I kind of knew I needed to join a cycling club, um but I just had no idea where to start, so yeah, I sent her an email, and she's like, "Oh yeah, like this is the stuff we do like and then I was gonna go on a ride, and she's like, "Oh, why don't you lead like one of you could lead it like being me or someone else, and I'm uh-huh. leading this ride like I've never led a road ride before, and the most riding I've done has been in other countries and not in London um so I failed. oh no fear <laughs> um, is a strong motivator that's for sure <laughs> um but the good thing was that they did um sessions on the road circuit in Stratford so that's next to the velodrome it's like well okay I mean this is fine because it's like closed roads no cars if I get dropped like it's okay. It'll catch me back up again. So you didn't
0: find being thrown into a leadership role particularly
1: encouraging? That, like, scared you away? Yeah, it totally scared me away. Because okay. I had no idea what to do. I, okay. Um, yeah, so I go into those sessions. Um, I was, yeah, really slow. <laughs> Struggling, not very fit. Um, but it was just nice to be training. Right. Again, and with other people and like especially with women. Um and then so this must have been like around February or March last year. Are you talking like two thousand and eight? No, seventeen? Two Yeah, thousand and seventeen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and but obviously in the back of my mind, like there was track, like I really wanted to do track, and I found out about um the Assos London Women's League at Herne Hill um, and found out that you could race like not even owning a track bike yeah. um, so That's I like, yeah, my training accreditation so I can race um, did the first round in April 2017 on a hire bike <laughs> spinning like crazy <laughs> seriously <laughs> but- I
0: did that I, like, I saw you this summer when I came out and did the um, Assos League on a higher bike, and whoa! <laughs> it's yeah, like it so crazy. much spinning. It was hilarious. It's like you get really excited, and you're like, "I'm gonna go for it!" And then it's like, "Oh, I'm not going anywhere." <laughs> it yeah, was a great cool.
1: workout. I mean, you did you did really well anyway. Like it was really awesome watching race. <laughs> <laughs> it felt so silly. <laughs> but you made. Oh, fun. thank you. I try. I'm glad I, I'm glad I looked cool. I felt really uncool. <laughs> the best thing is when you like picked up. Oh no, the- no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I needs to know
0: about that. <laughs> Long story short, we were doing the Kieran races. I grabbed someone else's rental bike because they all look exactly the same. When I noticed that the pedals weren't mine, I ran back to the stables, grabbed my bike, ran back onto the track, everyone laughed at me. I laughed at
1: myself. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you just laughed off, it was great. Like you didn't like it. Didn't they look all the bikes looked exactly the same. So
0: it was okay. We all we all made it through and we raced, and it was fine. Not my shining moment, that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so you hired the bike first race
1: for the Astros League at Hearn Hill, and yeah. how did that go? Spinning like um, crazy, spinning like crazy. Um, was don't think I came last, okay. Um, um, but I was still like near the back, but yeah, it was just really fun. But I was also really nervous, so I really? told like two people that I was racing <laughs> um, but yeah I was like I want more of this um, so it ended up doing I think four out of the five rounds nice so got shorts. you, got, you yeah. got your shorts <laughs> um, and then that kind of yeah made me want to get through the rest of my accreditation at Valley as well
0: so what about the ASOS league made you want to do it like what was appealing for that particular
1: series? I think just because it was so accessible. Like I didn't have any equipment. I just joined Gloss Posse, so I didn't have kit. So the fact that I was able to race on a higher bike and just in any kit was, yeah, really good for me. And the fact that they had a category just for beginners as well. Yeah. I would not have wanted to race against People So, so yeah, the, barri- the barriers to entry were very low, and yeah. that's awesome, cool, yeah. And the free shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and the free shorts, how many races did you have to do to get the free shorts from Assis? You had to do at least four of the races, and you had to enter them online. Okay, and yeah. there were five total?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair, free shorts, four out of five, okay.
1: Yeah. Do you like the shorts? I do like the shorts (laughs) and I got another pair this year so (laughs) look at you
0: okay (laughs) so you finished your accreditation was it did you find the second two um classes easier or more challenging or like did you feel like you had the groove of it after you did the Fern Hill
1: series um I think I just felt I guess more confident because I knew I needed more track time so I was spending more time like at both of the tracks just to yeah, gain that experience and that definitely helps when you're riding on the track, okay. just being com- comfortable and confident with what you're doing. Um, so yeah, I think I was accredited in June. Yeah. Um, cool. I actually thinking, why did I miss one of the rounds of Assos League? And it's, maybe I shouldn't tell you why because <laughs> it's not a very great story about my riding. <laughs> But I think feel like I've kind of yeah I feel like I have to now maybe. Oh no! It happened. <laughs> uh, so I didn't do one round of Atlas because I raced at Nocturne.
0: Uh huh. Um,
1: the fixed gear crit. Uh huh. Um, and then I crashed. Uh huh. <laughs> but I was fine and the bike was fine. But yeah, it was just my first and last attempt at fixed crits.
0: Okay. I mean. They're not for everybody. I think big gear crits are super, super fun. And in reality, I don't know that they're that much more dangerous than other crits or road racing. But the range of experience levels, I think, is what makes it dangerous. Because you can have people who have no idea what they're doing mixed in with people who have absolutely every idea what they're doing. But that range of experience just doesn't always mesh well.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it was kind of like so it was completely my own fault, and no one else was around to like get hurt, so I was happy about that, but just I think, with road stuff, you get i guess kind of have that safety net of having, having brakes <laughs> um, so if you yeah, so not having brakes and trying to corner is not my forte. I mean trying to corner anyway isn't my forte, but yeah, <laughs> that's what. Yeah.
0: A couple things to note here. A criterium is a short circuit race, often on city streets, that requires a technical skill of cornering, which means to turn around corners, oftentimes about 90 degree angles, which requires a huge technical skill. Turning around corners might not sound like a big deal, but when you do this at race pace, which can be anywhere between 20 to 30 miles an hour it becomes a bit more challenging. If you're doing a fixed gear crit, this skill becomes even more exaggerated because now you're on a single speed bike with no brakes. Okay, so no more fixed gear crits for you. Probably not. Okay, that's fine. You know, maybe one day you'll change your mind. Maybe not. It seems like they're getting more and more pros in there, so it's going to get faster and harder every year. All right, so you did Nocturne, and were you just psyched out and decided you didn't want to do the next turn hill? Um. No. So it was on the same day. So I didn't. Do it the same oh, day. gotcha. Yeah. That, okay. I can see that.
1: <laughs> okay. Cool. So you were gonna double up, then you were like, maybe not. <laughs> um. No. But I was like, okay, I can, I can do nocturne, and, turn and still get my shorts. So it's fine. I think. Yeah. That was my thought process. <laughs> oh,
0: that's fine. There's no reason to be upset about that. Okay. So you finished the Astros League, you did your accreditation courses, and now you're completely certified on track, and it's June. Now what?
1: Um, so... I raced some crits um, over the summer. Road crits. Road crits, yeah. Um. Okay. So mainly at Lee Valley. Um, I think I did... Yeah, I just don't have very good luck with weather and... Yeah. Um did one crit at Cyclopark, Park, uh, which is a circuit in Gravesend, which is like Kent. Um and it hailed. Yeah. Oh it like Does it most- do that often? Huh? Does it do that often? I-, I
0: feel like you guys don't get a whole lot of precipitation. Oh no, you do get precipitation. London's
1: like the foggy wet place. That does happen. Yeah. yeah. Um and like it was just it was the middle of August, like it shouldn't have happened, but it did. And yeah, it was the most miserable race. Oh I'd, no. And I vowed never to race in the rain again and then I did race in the rain. Of course.
0: Again. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah, had um ended up having a pretty nasty crash um over the summer last year. Um don't remember it that's how bad it was oh no
0: you hit your head I assume
1: yeah hit my head um had just brought a brand new helmet but luckily it did its job so yeah can't complain um yeah luckily I didn't break anything like just had some road rash and
0: yeah oh boy okay um, but you took a little break
1: because you hit your head I assume yes no um <laughs> Well, I was supposed to be racing, so this was, like, on a Wednesday, and I was supposed to be racing on a Sunday, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the doctor's like, yeah, it's fine. Okay, the doctor said it was fine, right? Yeah, the doctor said it was fine, um, but then, because it was, like, a team event, and then one of my other teammates also had a crash that week, and we are like, okay, maybe we shouldn't do this, um, but I raced another crit the next week, so I was like, I don't want to be scared of racing because of this incident and yeah i just wanted to get straight back into things and i think that really helped me otherwise i would have yeah for sure
0: the more time you take away sometimes the more time you have to psych yourself out and like overthink things so if yeah. you're cleared physically and you're like you have enough gall to get back in there definitely definitely always do that yeah
1: yeah so this was probably like July. And then I was like, okay, let's get back to the track stuff again. Um, found out about this um, omnium um, called Dave Creasy Memorial Six. What's um, an omnium? An omnium. So it's like a multi-event um, thing. <laughs> 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 On the track. Um, so this one was like six events. It was a mix of like endurance racing and then time sprint events um and it was held over a weekend so one day was indoors at the velodrome in Stratford and then the other day was outdoors at Herne Hill um and for me this was going to be the first time I'd ever raced indoors so obviously I was freaking out about it um again told why me, was that so intimidating um that's where you did your accreditation right so you like we're familiar
0: with the track a little bit
1: now yeah but not i guess at speeds and not in like massive bunches um um i guess the track at stratford is less forgiving than the one at um so i think yeah i was just scared by that okay Um, so i didn't want it anyway i did it anyway um Kind of, I think after the first race, I kind of like settled into it. I was like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Um, made it through this omnium, and yeah, that just gave me like the bug to do more racing. Um, and yeah, so race track league through the winter. Um, I'm assuming that's indoors. Indoors, yeah. Okay. Um, and then did some more road trips as well yeah that was basically yeah last year of cycling for me cool
0: so you went from rowing for four years to doing six six before the cycle trip or oh yeah no four years before so rowing for four years and then you did a nine day cycle trip and you were like oh not about this kept rowing for two more years yeah and then you're like ah six years of rowing let's do something else and then like just completely dove into track cycling um with a little bit of fear here and there but always just kind of going for it which is really cool um and now you're still doing track and some crits road races mostly track
1: um both so uh at the start of this year, I was like, let's try some road racing. So like, yeah, open roads, like, multiple hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how'd that go? Um, I did three. Okay. Um, yeah, they were all pretty miserable. <laughs> um, but in the last one, um, I discovered that I was actually okay at climbing. Um look at that. Descending. That's when I got dropped. I got dropped on the descent. Um, Which but is actually cool. really
0: terrifying,
1: if, depending on the
0: terrain. I feel like it's like you climb the hill when the fun part's supposed to be going down,
1: but some descents are terrifying, right? Yeah. I and mean, I think just because these were the biggest fields I'd ever been in. It was like. Uh, descending it,
0: with other people.
1: And. I really did not enjoy being in bunches. Um and so I just ended up at the back and then obviously right. everyone else went off. So that was my experience of road races and yeah, also just didn't enjoy being on the bike for two plus hours. Um, no, not your jam. No. So back to road crits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um are they so yeah, this, where you live, are they like
0: an hour most is that how road crits are
1: yeah generally like 45 minutes to an hour okay, um yeah. but even then i'm like looking at my car and I'm like when is this gonna be over up <laughs> like, oh, the last five laps i'm like okay yeah it's gonna be like 10 minutes max <laughs> yeah,
0: track racing has you spoiled it's like yeah unless it's like a super endurance thing you're not on the track for that long it's just like all out for a very short period of time which is somehow more exhausting
1: yeah it can be pretty exhausting but i think i don't know i just i enjoy being on the track more to being on the road i think okay cool so what's what's next um what's next for me now uh so still with Velocipozzi still with Um still training, still racing, um so this year I did um a level two coaching course in cycling um and coach some of the velocity sessions um so it was nice to kind of like give back because like I'd got so much from the club, and so it was nice like, yeah, teach other people skills that.
0: Is there a limit to how many people can be in Velocity? Is it like a a cap on like a team size or is it just like a
1: club where if you wanna be a part of it, you reach out and you can, or how does that structure work? Um, I think, yeah, people just reach out and like um, there isn't really um, a limit. I think just, yeah, as we're growing, uh, we just need to make sure we can look after all these people in the right way and is it
0: specific like mostly for track cyclists or do you feel like it's a good entry point for beginners of all disciplines
1: um i wouldn't say all disciplines because like people mainly do track and road but i feel like if yeah people want to do other disciplines then um we would try and help them along with that but there are like loads of people that don't race as well so, for them, it's just like having that community of other female riders that they can speak really to nice. to go out for the rides with. Um, so, yeah, it's like a really small proportion of us that actually do racing. Cool. Have you always been
0: an athlete, or did it start with rowing, or what did you do before rowing? Um,
1: before rowing, um, I went to an all girls school, so I played netball. Not netball. Uh, I was on the netball team, but, like, not really. Can you
0: explain netball for us Americans?
1: <laughs> That's, um, like, basketball. You're not allowed to dribble. So it's just, like, you can't move with the ball, basically.
0: Wait, so it's, like, basketball, but you can't dribble or move. So you have to, like, stand in one spot and just pass it? Like, if yeah. you have the ball, your feet can't go anywhere.
1: Uh, so you can pivot on one foot oh you can pivot <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so that's a lot of teamwork then yeah um but i didn't <laughs> didn't really like a lot of the other sports like i hated running i hated hockey i hated football um yeah there were only a few things that i football like soccer yeah football like soccer not football like <laughs> your football. <laughs> Right. Sorry.
0: Sorry. We're so backwards.
1: (laughs) Cool. Yeah, so I wouldn't say I was particularly, like, compared to when I started rowing, like, I wouldn't say I was particularly sporty before that.
0: Okay, cool. Um, And you said that your parents are Nigerian? Yeah. Cool. Have you noticed other, like, women of colour that participate in the sports that you participate in? Or has that, like, is that even something that you've noticed
1: along the way? Or is it just, like, "Eh, whatever? Um, I've noticed that there aren't very many of us. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, with rowing especially, like, turning up to events and being like, "Yeah, okay, just me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, it'd be more common to see, like, men of color than women of color
0: Um, in in rowing or in both in rowing and cycling
1: um i think in both okay um but it's starting to change like in rowing but it's still like yeah very few people um with cycling like i've seen some but like you're thinking so hard right now (laughs) <laughs> um, when I started, like I don't, I didn't really see anyone. But I don't, I think that was less of a factor for me starting. Right. Starting to cycle, you
0: sounded side. pretty determined. Like from your story, you sound like you were pretty determined. Like
1: regardless of whatever was was, was happening, so that's really cool. I think so, more. I think like now when I think of it, it's more of like okay, I don't. I don't see anyone that looks like me that's, well, now I know you, but I don't see any, like people that look like me on such a high level, and I'm like, am I in the right sport? Sometimes I question that. But, I mean, that doesn't really matter, I guess. So. It doesn't, and you're totally
0: in the right spot. You're wherever you're supposed to be, so don't worry about that. Um, I did see a couple of... What appeared to be black women at Hernhill Hill when I was there, and I thought that was really cool. Um, it wasn't just me, and it wasn't just you. Um, yeah, that, that was awesome. Um, but definitely noticeable still.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, less noticeable in thing than it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's nice to see other people that look like me and like. Yeah, be able to talk to him about cycling because I didn't really have that before. Right. Right.
0: OK, cool. So thanks so much for sharing your story. Um, That's OK. Thanks is, for me. is there if you could just say one thing to, to tell other people um, about anything or even like a beginner's getting into it, women of colour getting into it, people in London getting into it, whatever you want to say, just a takeaway. What would be your... What would be the one thing that you would tell someone?
1: Um, I think, like, where I've got to now with cycling, it's just been saying yes to things, even if I've been a bit sceptical about it, because, you, yeah, I've had so many opportunities just because I've been like, okay, I'll give this a go. So I think, yeah, if something comes across your path, just say yes and give it a go and see where it takes you. Oh, yeah.
0: Definitely into that method. (laughs) (laughs) It's taken me a lot of places, and most of them I wanted to actually be. (laughs) Cool. All right. Thank you so much. Um, I guess after this gets published, I will follow up with some questions, and we'll take it from there. Great. All right. Good talking to you. Yeah. It's good talking to you again. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's chapter of Quick Brown Foxes featuring Yuande Adesida. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at I suppose A-Y-E-S-U-P-P-O-S-E or at my website www.aquickbrownfox.com. Don't forget, you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash a quick brown box. See you next week. Bye.